It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, guys? It is your host, Deontay Daniels and Ed Oliver, back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about some Kristaps Porzingis news that came out today. Also, we got some season disappointments and some season surprises as well. So we And we're going to also answer two more of our mailbag questions from what we did a couple of days earlier. So let's get right into it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? It is your host, Delonte Daniels and Ed Oliver, back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. I'm going to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Ed, there was some news that came out today from our guy Neil over at Hoops District. He said Chris Stops Porzingis has not played five-on-five NBA basketball in nearly a month. So Wizards are being cautious. He still has three-on-three and five-on-five contact check boxes to complete. So it seems unlikely he makes his Wizards debut on Friday versus the Spurs. I mean, it's it seems like the Wizards have had Wizard this this kind of thing before with Rui and the the five on fives and the three on threes. Yeah. So this news is not yeah. new to Wizards fans. Yeah. We've dealt with the five on five, three on three stuff before. So what's your initial thoughts on this? I'm thinking the same thing. It doesn't sound great or promising. Uh, we did have Nick on yesterday, which I did see the comments, and a lot of people said Nick is not too fond of Chris Adams Porzingis. Uh, to put it nicely, but you know, he was just giving us real insight and give us a you know, because we told Nick the same stuff about Bertons and Dinwiddie. We gave it to him straight. You know, there's some problems with Bertons and Dinwiddie's game, and there's some problems with uh Porzingis's health. So you see why the trade was made. Um, the Mavericks, they they were tired of you know Porzingis not being available, being available. Your best of uh, your best ability is your availability. And there's just a lot of games where he's just not there. Um it is concerning, you know. I mean, he's been out for a month. Um, like the report said, he, he has not played five on five basketball in nearly a month. And then um, there's another tweet from somebody who covers the Mavericks that says it will be four weeks ago on Saturday. He left with a sore knee versus Indiana. So I mean, um, it's concerning. And then the report also saying that he he still has not played uh, three on three or five on five, and he's only playing one on one right now. So it does sound similar to what Rui went through, and Rui was out for a pretty long. Now it was different reasons, but it looks like the Wizards they usually take that you know methodical approach. They don't try to rush it, which is a good thing too. But um, there's 24 games left, man, and um, you know we play Friday night and then we play Saturday night, Saturday night. So that's a back to back. So that's two games that he could quickly miss right there, 
and then there's only 22 games left. So I would like to see him play, but, you know, if they do want to be cautious and sit him and, um, you know, I don't know if there's a motive from the front office to just let him sit and then let the young guys play and see what they can do. I understand that. Of course, they're not going to come out there and say that. Um, also with lottery odds, thinking about that too, they're not going to say that either. Um, but you know, I, I was, I, I was excited. I'm excited to see him play. Like I said, I'm not going to be super pessimistic. It's only one game on Friday. If he misses that most likely two. Um, but yeah, we'll just wait and see. It's, it's, it's a wait and see approach right now. Yeah. And there was another guy who responded to the Dallas Mavericks radio play by play guy. He was saying that it was weird how Jason Kidd said, if it was the playoffs, right. he could play like two weeks ago. So mm-hmm. is it a case where maybe he's more hurt than was led that was led on, or maybe the wizards are doing their low key tank thing and right. it's like, Oh, you know, let's just take a seat. Let's take it easy. Let's go real slow with this. Let's take our time. You know, let some of the guys just keep them. They're playing well. Take your time. Relax. The team's looking decent. Maybe it could be one of those things, but it's very interesting to see. We already know how things go with, with this injury stuff. It could be a, a slippery slope. Who knows? Hopefully is nothing too bad. I don't think that it's, anything really bad or anything like that. Unless next thing you know, we're talking about, he has to get surgery now when he's out for six to eight weeks or whatnot. And he's getting something done, some stuff moved out of his knee or anything like that. Then now I'm like, okay, this is, this is very worrisome. Yeah. And this is why I asked Nick that I was like, is there something that we don't know that the medical staff at Dallas knows? Is there really something Mm -hmm. more than just a bone bruise? Um, with his knee, is there something going on that they were ready to just, just ship him off for Bertans, Dinwiddie, and they gave us a second-round pick mm-hmm. just to get off of Porzingis' contract? Or is there something going on with him and Luca? And I, I don't want to speculate, so I'm going to stop speculating. But, you know, just for a team to be so ready to move on from a guy who's so talented like Porzingis, um, there's definitely, you know, something going on there. Uh, but I'm going to be optimistic about it, too. Um and also, you know, the Wizards, we've been stung in the past by big name free agents or pickups. Dwight Howard with that back injury. He didn't, he played what, 10 games? And Dwight mm-hmm. Howard signed out the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, we picked up CJ Miles one year. He was out for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like uh, it was Yamahimi who had an injury for the most of the season, too, when we picked him up. So we're just known, Dinwiddie picking him up off of an ACL injury. So we're just known for picking up guys that um, have injury history and injury pass, and they come here and, it's the same thing. So, but you know, like I said, I'm gonna I'm keep, I'm gonna have an optimistic mindset on Porzingis, and just wait and see. I'm not gonna jump to any conclusions. Just wait and see what happens. Yeah, and you look at even with Russ, the quad right, situation yeah, at the very beginning of the season, it came out that he was hurt and playing with the hurt quad, and it was a mess. So, who knows? I'm trying to look at it optimistic as well, and. Take as much time as possible. That's why I said I didn't think the Wizards would be go too heavy on them. I think they, you know, may rest them back to back, take as much care as possible, and see what happens with it. But before we get into our surprises and disappointments of the first half of the season, we do have a message from our friends over at Bet Online. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. 
BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also, guys, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So, Ed, I kind of want to start off here. Let's start off big. You know, MVP of the first half, who would you say? For me, it's uh, Kyle Kuzma. I mean, um, I just had a stat here, too, for the month of January. He averaged 22.5 points per game, 11 boards, and three assists in 13 games in the month of January. The month of February, I didn't look that up, but um, he's been balling, too. I mean, the guy had a triple-double. He's hit, He's been clutch, hitting clutch threes. Not only that, he's been he's had the intangibles on and off the court. He's been able to be a leader and step up. You know, we haven't won a lot of, we won a lot of games lately, but – He's been one of the few bright spots. Um, he's been finishing around the rim better, shooting, knocking the three down better, rebounding at a high clip. I mean, he's he's been he's basically been yeah he's been the best player on the court. Honestly, he really has, and he's he's been a he's been a leader as well amid all the you know toxicity that happened in the locker room. He's the one guy that we didn't hear any negativity about, um, and he's he's been unselfish as well. You know, when he started going downhill, that's when he started to play better. Um, you know, he's had a lot of ball handling duties. Everything that he's been asked to do, um, he's done it really, really well. He had some rough spots in, in the beginning of the season. You know, he was out with, due to COVID protocols, came back, and um, played really well. He's, he's just been super clutch. I don't really have anything negative to say about Kyle Kuzma. Um, yeah, he, he's just been a go-to guy. He's been super, super clutch. Yeah, first half MVP, I would say Kyle Kuzma. Montrez Harrell, I probably would say, is the second in second place right there. Kyle Kuzma has came in and has done a very good job. I still say that Cavaliers game mm-hmm. where they won in D.C., there was no Jared Allen, I believe. The Cavs were missing some guys. The Wizards won that game. I feel like that was the game where Kyle Kuzma really started, getting, started to get downhill and attack the basket and just that whole change of play style. And it just was uphill ever since then. And he had a, what was that, a 2020 game? 20 points, yeah. 20 rebound game, plus rebound game. Yeah, I mean, he's been impressive. He's been with his vocal leadership. You've seen him mic'd up against the Bucks. He's been impressive. Before I joined Locked On Wizards officially, and I was a guest with Ed, you know, I, I said that an X Factor or the guy out of the Lakers trade who could make the biggest impact, I thought it was Kyle Kuzma with the scenery change and – you know, getting out of the scrutiny from the media, playing with the Lakers and LeBron James, I thought it would be good for him. And it has been. He, he's been a very good player. If the Wizards, I think he's changed the Wizards front office view of him as well. 
if the Wizards thought about, they may have been in the earlier part of the season thinking about, you know, he's a guy that you may look to move or trade. But as the season played on and they seen his leadership, you know, his relationships with Denny, it's definitely, I feel like he turns into one of those guys that they didn't really want to depart with. You know, it's like, we kind of want this guy in our locker room, especially with all the foolishness that was going on. Uh, he, he's been impressive, man. I think his game ha- has flourished in Washington. He's had his issues. You know, sometimes he, he may throw some errant passes or turn the ball over a couple times. But for the most part, he, he's been fantastic for the first half of the season. And he's 100% my first half MVP. Yeah, he's definitely been that second option. He's he's somebody that I feel like they want to build around because, you know, he could have been on the trade block as well. But the report came out before the trade deadline that they're not going to trade Bradley Bill. They're not going to trade Kyle Kuzma. So that shows you what the front office thinks of him. He's a guy that they want to build around. And um, I don't know about a big three, but, you know, when him, Rui, and Denny play together, they play really well. Their, their plus minus is really high. They're they're a good unit defensively. They've been a good unit offensively as well. So he's been able to grow with, with the young guys as well. He doesn't get in the way of those guys developing as well. So he's really good at doing that too. Uh, but he's averaging 16 points a game. I mean, like you said, coming from the Lakers, he got a lot of scrutiny. Uh, people made jokes when he when when he mm-hmm. when we picked him up in the trade. And you know, he's he's been the best out of the three Lakers, um, to be honest with you. So. Um, like I said, he, he's he's been a he's been a he's averaging what six he's averaging three assists a game, which is not great, but yeah, he's averaging sixteen points a game and eight, eight boards a game. So I mean, he's yeah. he's been he, he's been a great addition for the Washington Wizards. Yeah, I completely agree. I remember there was a video like in the off season or something like that where I think the Wizards were at the harbor maybe or something like that, and Cal yeah, was getting blue. blued. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like it was it was I don't know what. That was clown behavior. You know, we don't claim that guy, whoever he was or whoever those fans were. But, I mean, he's proved a lot of guys wrong. He's proved a lot of, you know, Lakers fans wrong as well. I mean, I know not all of Lakers fans thought that he was just trash. and But he's shown his talent, man. And I hope he continues to improve and build off it, you know, next season. If he can continue this type of play for – a full season next season, he could be potentially talked about as an all-star, you know? So, I mean, I think he has that type of potential, but before we get into our biggest dud of the first half of the season, and we do have a message from our friends over at Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now possible to, for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why and dear often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your odyssey an lx or an ex and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at your at home and in your pocket save time and money when using rock auto rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need from rockauto.com hi i'm jake from locked on 
There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yes, it biggest dud. Who was your biggest dud of the first half? Uh, biggest dud to me, um, shoosh. I mean, you could go many ways. You could go many ways. Um, I'm, I'm gonna definitely go with Spencer. And I think at the quarter review, we said the same thing. Um, I know the injury, I know the ACL, and you could throw Bertans in the mix too. I mean, you could throw a lot of guys, you can kind of throw, um, I hate to throw Wes in there. But I think sometimes, you know, that that 35-point debacle against the Clippers, I think he was a huge part in that, not sitting Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, but Dinwiddie, you know, from what I thought, I thought the fit with him and Brad was going to work out. You know, I thought they were going to be a good dynamic duo and a good fit, but it just it worked out to be the opposite. I did not know that these guys were not going to be compatible on the floor. Like, one guy was going to play so much better without the other. Like, I did not imagine that happening. I was excited when the trade happened. I'm not going to lie. You know, we pulled off – Tommy Shepard pulled off his six-team trade. Um, but the fact that, you know, he just looked like a shell of himself, you know, his teammates didn't like him. Uh, he did try to be a leader, but it wasn't received well. We heard multiple reports about that. Also, the floaters were off, the sidestep threes, the grenade shots at the end of the shot clock. I can go on and on and on. Um, defensively, he wasn't great either. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you can kind of tell why some teammates weren't weren't too fond of him. Somebody who dribbles the ball, you know, a lot until the 22-second marker tries to hand it off to Kyle Kuzma for a mm-hmm. for, 35 foot, 40 foot, three pointer in the shot clock. Yeah, I'm not going to be too fond of, of him as a teammate either. Um, I mean, he had some good games at the beginning of the year when we started off 10 and three. The clutch game against the Celtics, the clutch game against the Pacers, the the double t- overtime win against the Pacers, the the Heat win. There were times where you know Bradley Bill was turning the ball over. We were giving the ball to Spencer instead because he was more clutch. And then it just felt like the air fell out, came out of the balloon. The air came out of the basketball, and it just went downhill from there. Um, so yeah, I would say honestly, um, Spencer Dinwiddie, and uh, I would say cold, cold, cold disappointment. Uh, I would probably throw in Bertans. I didn't have high hopes for Bertans, but I, I would have to throw him in there. Just all the the DNPs and not even contributing. I, I would have to throw him in the mix too. I would say my biggest dud. I'm going to go a different way. I'm not going to say Bertans because I didn't expect anything from Bertans. I've been <laughs> off and done with him. I'm not going to say Dinwiddie because I feel like that's too easy. I'm going to say Bradley Bill has been my biggest dud of the season. I mean, he just, no, I couldn't get what top 10 votes and guards, you know, for the all-star game, missed the all-star game, not even talked about in the conversation. He was a big part of that 35 point debacle. I feel like some of his leadership, some comments, et cetera, like after that game, he was upset talking about how he was mad that stars had to come back in, blah, blah, blah. And just the 
podcast quotes just with always talking about the contract and all this and but he's on the court playing bad being outplayed it, I, I think he's just been disappointing you know fans expected more especially with his max contract coming up fans have been disappointed i think he would say his play has been disappointing this year i don't think i'm saying anything crazy or anything that he would disagree with as far as his playing style because he knows he can play better i believe he can play better it just wasn't good, you know, and then when he was terrible, he was terrible. But Bradley Bill was one of those guys that you came into the season saying, all right, we got Brad. We know Brad going to do his thing. We know Brad going to hoop. Brad going to get his. We don't got to worry about Brad. Brad did not do that. He didn't. You know, he had games where he felt all right. Like he, he had some takeover, small takeover moments, but it never really came to fruition. And now he's out for the season. So it's he. it was a dud. It was really a dud. Just some of the late game mistakes. I mean, like you said, we even at one point was saying Spencer Dinwiddie was the closer of the team. Like we said, mm-hmm. let him close. Right. So it, it's, it's, I would say Bradley Bill is my dud. I don't know if that'll come to a shock, maybe a shock to some, but I think others would agree with me. A lot of fans may agree with me. Who knows? It could be controversial. I don't think so. But dud, Bradley Bill. Yeah, no, I mean you're you're right. I mean the numbers show it too. You know, career lows and three point percentage, career lows and field goal percentage, career highs and turnovers. Um, he, he just didn't play well. The, the All Star votes showed as well. You know, he he does he's he's emotionally invested in that the two K rating. So you know that that definitely spoke to him for sure. Um, the leadership, of course, you know, losing that thirty five point lead, leading the league and in, in turnovers and the clutch, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this is a guy who, you know, scored 30 points a game last year. We didn't we didn't think he was going to score 30 points a game again because we had so many guys. And he had his moments. Point Bradley Bill, he had his moments doing that. I thought he flourished there. He flourished better when there was less guys out there, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But from a standpoint where, you know, he's supposed to be a number one option on a team and a leader and getting a five-year, $242 million contract, yeah, he, he did not play up to that at all. So, um, and the fact that we were listing our MVPs a couple minutes ago and we said Kuzma, and the fact that we put Trez over Bradley Bill and that he came in third, it speaks volumes as well. Um, you know, he should unquestionably unquestionably be the best player on the team or the MVP on the team if he's you know, if he's going to receive a contract like that. Um, so I think we just found out, people already knew that, I think he's a really, really, strong number two option on a contender not a number one and it's fine if he's not a number one but for us you know that we're trying to build around him you know we'll see what happens but yeah this this year definitely was disappointing I, I get you know what he said that it's been hard for him Wes on Jr. this new offense has been a complicated offense and honestly yeah I wanted to I wanted to throw Wes on the mix I know he's a rookie head coach mm-hmm. so I didn't want to be too hard on him too but keeping Spencer Dinwiddie in that ball game the 35 point lead not playing Daniel Gafford um, with his showcasing stuff. It's not all his fault. Tommy Shepard wanted that too. But I, I did want to throw Wes on the mix as well. And just kind of not having um, command of the locker room too. Mm-hmm. And I know all of it's not his fault too. But, you know, you got guys like Trez who have um, strong um, emotions and strong mm-hmm. thoughts and different things like that. Spencer Dinwiddie is a confident guy. A lot of confident guys, Bradley Bill. So his hands were kind of tied. But I just think, you know, defensively we weren't good. The offense was really murky. Guys complaining about the offense. So I, I would give Wes a small percentage, not too much, but just a small percentage too. I can't let him off the hook. And, uh, yeah, Bradley Bill definitely was was a disappointment for me as well. 
Yeah, and with as far as West, the team has been looking better. You know, since they got they trimmed some fat, moved some guys. Team has looked better energy wise. Team has flowed better. Rotations are looking better. So I will say, since some guys are out and been traded, mm-hmm. the team they they're playing good. They're playing. They're fighting. They're playing with energy. So I, I will give West that. It was tough. You know, I, I I was upset with him. I was not calling for Scott Brooks and whatnot, even though I know <laughs> stuff was ugly at one point in the offense and everything. It was just ugly. It really was. Yeah. But I was giving him a, a break, you know, for the first half of the season. I mean, not first half, for his first year as a head coach. It was a difficult situation, especially with the toxic locker room situation. So, Ed. I will say, and before we move on, actually, to some mailbag questions, our two last mailbag questions, I will say, as far as Bradley Bale, the last point on that and him being my dud, just going from the 30-point seasons and (laughs) All-NBA and starter in the All-Star game and, you know, number one in votes and guards in the East and whatnot. All-NBA. And he said said before the year, too, that he wanted to be, what, Mm all-defense? Um an all-star again. He just, he had these accolades that he made for himself. Yeah. So, yeah. So duh. Yeah. That, that's my dub right there. But, and we do have some more mailbag questions that we got to get to. This is from our YouTube. I will start with NBA land. He says, how long do you think Kuz will last on the Wizards? Um, I think he can last for a little bit, man. He, his contract is very favorable, too. It's $13 million per year, which is not bad at all. I want to say he's a free agent after next season. So um, getting him for 13 mil, he's averaging 16 points and eight boards a game. I mean, that's that's a steal contract. Um, you know, Bertons was getting paid 16 mil, and Dinwiddie's getting paid 17 mil per year. So um, I would try to keep him as long as I can. And he's only, what, 27 years old, 28? So I, I would keep Kuz as long as I can. Now, the only way I'm trading him or letting him or getting rid of him is if you upgrade for a top five player. If it's for a mid-tier, I wouldn't even trade Kuz for Sabonis. I know people were talking about that, but I wouldn't even trade him for Sabonis or anybody like that. I think it would have to be a serious upgrade for me to trade Kyle Kuzma, in, in my opinion, the way he's been playing, um, just an all-around game. So I hope he can mm-hmm. last um, – I would love to see him finish his career here. Um, I know he's probably, you know, probably a good amount of years left, probably like six, seven, eight more years in the league. Um, how long would he would he last with the Wizards? That, I mean, it's just a question where you, you just don't know. <laughs> you know, I wish I could tell the future on that. But I, I would say I would give him like four more years. Yeah, it is tough to answer that question, honestly, just especially when contract stuff come up and, you know, personal player feelings, how they feel about their situation. I think the Wizards really like the guy. If it's Unless it's for, like, a really good player, like, let's say Zion or Donovan Mitchell or Dame or something, one of those guys who may be looking to get out. I don't think Kuz will be involved in any trade. I think the Wizards will prefer to keep Kuz. I think, you know, that's just how they feel about him. I think they view him very highly, and I think they view him as an important guy to the locker room and is a possible fit to the um, future. And I would agree with that. I think he, he's been great. I think he's been great. I would look to keep him around, man. I really would. So like I said, I can't predict the future. I have no clue, but I give him some, I give him a, a good amount of years, man. You know, I'll give him a good amount of years to be on the Wizards. So Coos, I think me and Ed both say he should be 
here to stay. So, Ed, our second and last question comes from Dylan or Dylan Counts. Dylan Counts. Can the Wizards make the playoffs? And if so, how far can they go? Um, I'm pulling up the Tankathon schedule here. It like shows our remaining schedule. We got the 27th uh, worst uh, strength of schedule. So, I mean, we do got some – I'm not going to call them cupcakes, but we have some, you know, lottery teams. We're, we're, we're basically almost a lottery team too, but we, we got some really bad teams. Like the, the Detroit Pistons, we played them twice. We played the Magic one more time. They got like 17, 16 wins. The Rockets, we played them again, even though we lost the Rockets. So I can't say that's an easy win at all. Play the Knicks twice. We are now sitting Kimba Walker, and they're just they're not looking like a good team at all. Um, but we got we got some tough games. We still play the Warriors twice, the Bulls once, the Bucks once, the Mavs once, the Cavs once, Nuggets once. All those teams are legitimate playoff teams. So I mean, I could see us. We're what twenty four. What's our record right now? Yeah, I think we got twenty four wins. Let me look this up real quick too. Uh, okay, get it right. 27 um, and 31. 27 and 31. Yeah, but to answer your question, I don't see us making the playoffs. I do think we can make the plan. I do think we can make the plan, but I think my gut is telling me that we finish the 11th spot, that we finish like a half game behind. I think the Hawks, mm-hmm. the Hawks aren't playing good basketball either. The Hornets aren't playing good basketball either. The Hornets could easily, easily drop out of the playing spot too and be behind us. So that's why I do. I have a strong feeling that we really could make it, but my gut is telling me that we're not going to make it. Uh, we're just going to finish like a half game out of that 10th spot. Yeah, I I think it's tough, man. I think it will be tough for them to make it. I really do. Mm. The Hornets are playing bad. Like you said, the Hornets are um, – Hawks are playing bad. The Hawks have been playing better, though. I know they mm-hmm. were on a little win streak not yeah. too long ago. So they they aren't playing horrible. I think the Hornets have been playing a little worse. They've been losing a little more consistently than the Hawks. Yeah. So it, it'll be tough. You know, it'll be tough. And even if they do get in that play-in and get in that 10th, let's say the ninth team is the Hawks. That'll be a tough matchup. And them trying to stop Trey Young and those guys and John Collins. Let's say it's the Hornets. The Wizards have struggled against the Hornets this season. This, that hasn't been a cakewalk game. The Hornets throw out that zone, and the Wizards just looked confused offensively at times. So it'll be tough, you know. It'll especially with no Brad. It'll be tough. It really would be. I don't know, man. I don't know if they make the playoffs. I really don't. What if What if Porzingis plays twenty games out of the twenty four? They may have a shot at the playing. I think it mainly just depends on it's I feel like it's really just on how rough the Hornets and Hawks finish out, man. It really does. I think that matters. The the schedule being weak for the Wizards, it helps, but I'm not going into any games thinking like, oh, the Wizards 100 percent got these in the bag. Mm-hmm. I don't think that with any Wizards game. I just don't. Right. So even if KP plays, I think they may have a shot again in the play-in. Like I said, it's not like they're far out from it. But even if they get in, and let's say they win, they're going out in the first round. And it may yeah. be a sweep. And if they make it, the Brooklyn Nets are the uh, eighth seed right now. I mean, they could finish higher than that. But let's say they do finish eighth, and they got Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant. Kyrie has the mandate mm-hmm. lifted. Um, 
Yeah, I think it would be night night. No contest. Yeah, no contest. The Washington mm-hmm. Wizards um, in the first round and in the play. And if Porzingis does come back, and let's say he does play twenty two out of the twenty four games, I think that would help. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they could mess around and get in. And like I said, just Charlotte, they they they've lost ten out of their last thirteen games. So I do think that's why I really think the Wizards could make it. But I'm just going to uh, be cautiously optimistic, and I, I'm a jinx anyway because I thought we were going to win 50 wins. So every time I I, I usually jinx stuff. So I, I just think they're not going to make the play, and they're going to be right outside. They're one game behind right now. I think I think they're going to finish. Uh, I got them finishing 37 and 45, and not making it. Mm, 37 and 45. I think that's fair. Yeah. I I definitely think that's fair. I could see that happening for sure. So 37-45. What did they finish yeah. last year? 34 uh, and 38 because of the shortened season. Okay, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Even if they get there, and it is just gonna be a tough road. It really is. So I don't see them going far to answer the question. But that is all we do have for you guys. So I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Yeah. Just want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube. We're almost at 2,000 subscribers, so we don't, we want to thank you guys for that. Make sure you guys hit the notification bell and subscribe to uh, the podcast on iTunes or wherever you Spotify your podcast and hail to the wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon music. Download the Amazon music app today.